When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. Okay, for today's installment of One More Thing, this version of the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, we are going to take a look back to our weekly recap. Um, There was a bit of a back and forth between myself uh, and our news anchors, Mike Moore and John Marshall, with respect to Jalen Walker. Now, the story, of course, is that the officers who were involved in the shooting of Jalen Walker um, returned back to work. But we ended up having to hash out um, some differing thoughts on exactly what happened and what was warranted in terms of the next steps. And it just didn't quite fit time-wise into our weekly recap. So I wanted to preserve the audio and share it with you today. Um, So what you are hearing, again, is the weekly recap from Black Information Network Daily Podcast with myself, Ramses Ja. Mike Moore, and John Marshall. Our first headline, eight officers involved in the shooting death of Jalen Walker returned to work at the Akron Police Department. Go ahead and give us your your insight, John. Right. So just for a little bit of background, excuse me, on the situation, uh, June 27th is when Jalen Walker was shot 46 times and not shot at, but actually hit 46 different times, 46 different bullets struck this young black man was shot at 90 times uh, by a total of eight officers. So we're already thinking that's complete overkill. Uh, what's happened since then is the department and the officers are under investigation for the entire incident. And just recently, this past week, 
they were on administrative leave and they are now back working in the police unit. Now they're not on the beat per se. So they're not out policing and patrolling and doing traffic stops, which is what this stemmed from, but they're actually in the office doing administrative things, probably pushing some paperwork and pencils, pens, et cetera, et cetera. But the people are in an uproar because they are being allowed to come back to work. Um, I'm at a standstill or kind of like at a rock in a hard place because of the facts of the entire incident, which is what I like to go off, uh, Ramses, is the facts of everything. You know, we as journalists, we try to get to the truth. We try to make sure that we're looking at it objectively from both sides of things. So what I did was look at it from the police officer side and then from Jalen's side and his family's side as well. And what I came up with just a few things, man, the facts of the case are that Jalen got pulled over. Number one, Uh, the facts of the case are that Jalen fled from police in the car. Number two, the facts of the case are that there was a muzzle shot, uh, a muzzle light from the car as he was being chased. The facts of the case, he hopped out of the car, ran. And the facts of the case, he had a ski mask on. Facts of the case, there was a gun in the car. So when you add all of those things together and you look at it from a law enforcement or police point of view, if I'm an officer and these police forces and units have to make split second decisions, I'm I'm worried about my life. If we've gotten to this level, you're running, obviously, for a reason. You have a ski mask on. I've already seen a muzzle fire come from your car. Look, I I can't say and it may sound very callous. I can't say that I would not have shot, too. Because at that point, we're making split second decisions Mm. and I'm either going home or he's going home and I'm not the criminal in this instance. Mm. Now, when you flip it on the other end, 90 bullets and 46 shots, five of which hit him in the back, meaning he's running away. I have an issue with that. But in the same time, (laughs) dude, you did all of this and you got us on high alert. And then we find a gun in your car. So it's like, ah, where do you go? But the 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 question is, should they have come back on from administratively to work as admins in the office? And Ramsey's, I cannot say that I completely disagree with that while the investigation is going on. Those officers still have families to feed. Uh, it is tragic and horrible that another black man lost his life due to the police but you have to look at the facts surrounding the entire case before we start pointing fingers and protesting and 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 tearing up our own community. So that's just kind of where I stand with it. It's not right. It's not wrong. And in the case where somebody loses a life, it, it's just tragic. But, man, you got to look at what you did to get yourself in that position and hold yourself accountable. Obviously, Jalen can't do that because he's no longer with us. But that's where I kind of land with it, man. Well, I appreciate that, John. You came to the right place for that opinion. Uh, (laughs) Michael, you got something to add before I uh, retort? Well, first of all, I'd like to comment on uh, uh, what our colleague uh, just said. Uh, I think that was a very well-rounded view. And it's funny how I would chime in on that. Now, this is several years ago and a little bit earlier on in my career, but I've had an opportunity to um, actually do the mock drill that officers go through as part of a a piece that I did. So even knowing that that was a drill and seeing the reaction and then putting myself through it, 
I, I kind of get it. And uh, I want to go through this in a multifaceted kind of way. Although I kind of understand, I understand that adrenaline and most people think that you're the person that you're pursuing, they need to turn around and show the gun to shoot you. Well, I was in a drill where um, uh, a suspect was running and they simply had a gun in front of them and they just held up their arm while they were running and just shot behind them underneath their arm. Um, so I understand that the adrenaline that, that an officer is going, officer is going to, 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 to go through. And then I look at how many times does it take to bring a man down? Well, I, I, I know what the commanding officers and the FTO, the field training officers, tell those officers because I was there during the drills. It isn't over until there isn't movement. Yeah. If uh, you're listening to the Black Information Network daily podcast today, you may soon learn that at least one of us will be a champion of your opinion. Um, and uh, we've heard some some insight from both Michael and John, but I would like to add uh, my thoughts. So, uh, yes, of course, this is about the officers returning to work, um, which uh, is problematic. Um, I'll put it mildly. It's problematic. But, um, you know, I I tend to pause when we blame dead people uh, for their actions. Um, I tend to pause when we blame black people for running from police. Um, in fact, uh, for my show, Civic Cipher, uh, my radio show that I do, um, and you can check civiccipher.com and download our latest episode. Uh, I actually talk about some of our brothers, uh, I think it was just males um, from the Caucasian tribe who recently lost their lives at the hands of police. Uh, one such individual was eating in his car and uh, the police opened his door and yelled at him to get out of his car and he asked why and he was afraid and the officer started shooting at him and then he took off and then the officer justifiably said well if he was driving away then he's a threat not taking into account that he caused the threat in the first place um, that was just one story. We have obviously a ton of these. And then because on Civic Cyber, we cover this sort of thing. Um, I have stories like this going back years. Um, it is natural for any creature with a nervous system to become afraid if there is a threat. Um, and police, if you grow up black in the United States of America and are aware and alert, um, you have very good reason to be afraid of the police. I pay taxes. I pay a lot of taxes, which pays their salaries. And I'm afraid of the police. I do not want to deal with those people. Um, and that's not, and I, people is the wrong word. The institution of policing. You know, if the human being outside of the shirt, not carrying a device whose only purpose is to end a life and, uh, you know, often, more often than not in, in, you know, 
my travels has some sort of God complex and feels superior to you on, on a human level. Um, that power dynamic and, and the, uh, the fact that they can often operate with impunity doesn't make me feel comfortable. It doesn't inspire confidence and certainly doesn't make me feel safe and calm. It makes me feel afraid. And again, any creature with a nervous system that is afraid can do one of two things. It can fight you or it can run away. So when I see a black person running away from the police, I tend to allow a little bit of grace in those stories. Okay. And I also recognize that police chronicle the narrative exactly the way that they want to. And news outlets across the country parrot that same narrative. I also recognize that we are all susceptible and have been influenced by propaganda. I discussed this on a recent episode of the Black Information uh, Network Daily Podcast, uh, which is in effect the subtle influence of police um, via Hollywood. Um, you know, police uh, control the optics of a lot of what we see in movies on, and on television um, in exchange for uh, their stories and, and their resources to filmmakers to help them make accurate stories and, and believable stories. Um, they get to control how they're viewed. And so we have a predisposition to automatically thinking that the police are the good guys. We accept their version of the story as the gospel truth. And we often will victim blame even when the victims look like us and come from our communities. I'm from Compton, California. So I'm familiar with the LAPD in the 80s during crack. So I seen with these eyeballs uh, what the police have done to people. And I've seen the corruption with these eyes and didn't hear stories. I saw it myself on the street as a child. Um, and so when I, when I think of Jalen Walker running from the police, um, I think of any creature endowed with consciousness, that being their right to flee when they're afraid. When I think of Jalen Walker having a weapon in his car, I think that, uh, in the United States of America, we do have the right to bear arms. When I think of Jalen Walker with a ski mask in Ohio, I think that ski masks in Ohio are probably something that are useful. You know, I give, I tend to give the benefit of the doubt. Granted, criminals can also use those things. I recognize that. But in this country, we have a criminal justice system that in theory, you will be innocent until proven guilty. And it is not illegal to have a ski mask, certainly not in Ohio. Where I live in Arizona, yeah, I could I could give you that. But in Ohio, where it snows, you know, you might want to you might need that in your car, you know, in case it's a cold day. And a muzzle flash, who's to say if that muzzle flash was um him trying to hide the gun and it accidentally goes off? Maybe he's suicidal in that moment. Maybe, you know, whatever the case is. So for the police to jump out with a ready fire aim approach to a human being and then on the back end of that suggest that, oh, well, this is just collateral damage. It's sad. You got to take the good with the bad. This is a function of the current state of policing and it does the most good for the right people and for the rest of us to just accept that. That is something where if I have a microphone, and an audience and a satellite dish, I will always and forever defend those people who can't defend themselves because for better or worse, I'm in this position and I know what, what, it, where those people come from. And so I will say his name one more time, Jalen Walker. And that'll be that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. And that's that. Uh, I, I was being very honest when I said that I love John's opinion. Um, I think that uh, conversations like these help us to find deeper truths within 
ourselves. Um, I need conversations like these to uh, make sure that I'm standing on the hill that I'm willing to die on. Um, I appreciate Mike's perspective, him being able to go and uh, go through the training and understand sort of what it means to make a split de second decision um, when life and death is kind of in the balance um, and the stakes are that high. And uh, last but not least, I respect, you know, your input as well. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, you know, I recognize that these are complicated issues, but, you know, that's why we open the floor up to everyone who has some thoughts to share. I do not profess to be right um, ever. I think that I have a valid opinion and some valid perspective. And my challenge is always to think uh, about things critically and charge everyone else to do the same. So if you have some thoughts you'd like to share, of course, you can reach me at Ramses Jaw on all social media. And you can uh, submit your thoughts through the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. I hope to hear from you soon and we'll get through it together. All right. Until then, peace. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.